0: hello guys and welcome to episode number 18 of the heritage agendas football podcast as always it is abdi and myself how we doing bro
1: i'm good bro how are you
0: good bro another long ass week We're very good
1: yeah and it's getting cold
0: bro today it's 30 i hate it yeah seasonal depression dropping is quickly, a real thing man.
1: bro did you get any snow this week last this weekend like for the last barely, couple of days?
0: But please keep that shit yeah. as far away from me, man.
1: Just getting a little a little feel out snow, you know? Yeah, so. of course.
0: But yeah, uh it was a it was a good week of football. Got a couple of good games I'm excited to talk about. Uh but we will start with the events on Monday. Uh, we mm-hmm. talked about this at the end of uh, the episode last week. Obviously, we talked about the Ballon d'Or winner, so probably the Witches' is on Messi. Congrats to him on number eight. Uh, but yeah. kind of thoughts on the ceremony overall, anything that we really didn't touch on last week um, that you wanted to address or kind of debate over? or Well, now we know, obviously, that the, the exact rankings. Um, yeah. And obviously the I other stopped. winners,
1: like the Copa trophy and things like that. I thought the ceremony went exactly how everyone thought it would go for the last like what four or five months. Mm-hmm. Um I think Jude winning his start of the season just what's it called, just put it in place that he was gonna win the young player trophy, um, or the Copa trophy. Um, and then but I was a little bit surprised by it emiliano martinez because yeah yeah, for the yashin trophy because i feel like there's a little bit better keepers but he made the biggest save of the year um last year and he won the world cup and he won the best keeper at the world cup so i don't think there was any like i don't think anybody will go against that and then uh the ceremony was very beautiful i it usually it goes pretty smoothly there's no controversy or anything like that because of it's kind of like the nba awards where everybody knows what's going to happen you know everybody has seen the script um so there's nothing surprising i don't even know why holland and mbappe show up because they know for weeks on end that they are not winning this trophy that they're going there for um but I thought it was it was really nice just seeing all the athletes in one room with a lot of legends um there's a few entertainers there as well um yeah I, I it was just you know just how it usually goes everything was a was there was nothing off script pretty much and the script was out for two three months
0: I feel like this kind of, this the rankings kind of emphasize what we talked about which is that the like the way that they were grading the World Cup are, and, and the club seasons didn't really make any sense. Like, for example, yeah. Griezmann, who I think was maybe France's best player or second best player, we can say, because of Mbappe, was 21st. Mm-hmm. and He was unreal in, in La Liga and for France in the World Cup. So it, for me, it didn't really make sense. And then I believe Bono finished ahead of... Yeah, he did 13th to 15th in the rankings, but then he didn't win the Ballon d'Or. So... Yep. It doesn't I don't know, man. I saw that too. It was weird, bro. It was just a weird year for La Ballon d'Or. And I I think the problem is kind of what we talked about, so we won't talk about it too much, but the problem is that it feels like the the rankings like they always kind of fluctuate around and the way that they're grading the system changes year by year, and most of the times Messi is the is the beneficiary of that. But
1: I, I I agree with you. I think I think with a sport like Football, where I, I I don't know how to say it. It's just like there's so many different like ways of looking at the game, you know. Um, and with so many different uh, especially this is a media voted award. So you have these people that are coming from from France, from Italy, from Brazil, from all these people who look at the game differently. Um, I think that contributes that to a lot as well. Obviously, the top five, I would say the top 10 um obviously it was like as as it should be i think the 10 best players were there at the end of the day but you're right it, it 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 does there's no real outline as to how you can win this trophy um it doesn't go by best player on the best team it doesn't go by the best numbers it doesn't go by who won the be- most trophies um so it gets a little bit confusing and you are right Messi seems to be the guy that's benefiting it but I feel like it's benefited others as well. Um uh, 2018 that's the one I can think of where Madrid just won the Ballon d'Or based on a, on his World Cup run. Uh, obviously he deserved it. I I agree with you. Um but it's just it's just how it is. International trophies take um take this take this uh, the 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 spot when it, when it comes to the Ballon d'Or especially the year of a of a world cup or a euros yeah fair enough
0: fair enough um hmm who's your who's your favorite for next year like right now
1: oh man i cannot wait for the balondor next year and the next years cuz now we're past the we're officially past the messi and ronaldo we keep era keep saying that and it no, I, I I think <laughs> we are.
0: We've been saying that since what 2018 after Luka Modric or after Messi won in 2019 we're like all right it's over like that
1: that that is true but I think now with where they are especially in club football um I think I think they're done. Um so it's so nice now we're going to be seeing the next generation of players the Kylian Mbappes the Jude Bellingham's um Vin- Vinicius um you know, all we all those players, Holland. Um, yes, and, and they're scattered all over the world. Like um, I saw a video, I think it was me, it might have been 2015, 2016, where like 10 of the 11 players and the world best team were on either Madrid or Barcelona. Yeah. I don't think something like that happens again. It was um, 10 and I, I just like was the other one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um and and now it's just gonna be everybody's scattered. There's so much talent everywhere. Every team I feel like has three, four world class players or up and coming world class players. That's what I'm looking forward to the most. But if I was to pick a favorite, um, I think it's it's between the, the Dortmund boys. I think it's between um Jules Bellingham and 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 Holland. I think they are, you know. They are in better positions than what, like I would think, Mbappe because of just the pedigree they hold in their clubs and like the club competitions they have a better chance of winning a UCL. Um, and then Bellingham plays for uh, on England. I think that's a team that has a great chance of winning the Euros, um, especially with how he started this year. Um, so I think, I th- but it could go, it can go either way. I think. Obviously Mbappe has a chance, but I think it'll be hard for him to, if 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 Holland does what he did last year, and his only two competitors are Mbappe and 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 Jude Bellingham, I think he wins it easily. Yeah. Um. So, what about you? Who who would who would be your favorite going into this this year? I
0: think right now Jude. Um, yeah. But I think the Euros this summer is going to be huge, and and there's only one guy who's going to get crazy numbers at the Euros, and that's probably Mbappe. Like, he yep, has to I, win the Champions League or go deep,
1: otherwise he has no shot. Absolutely, I I, I agree with you. But I think, I think Jude obviously <laughs> Gareth Southgate, you know, has him in a freaking padded cell when it comes to international football. Um, but if he keeps playing at this, I I don't I don't see why not. He doesn't continue this run, you know. Um, yeah, no, I agree. him putting up numbers is just it's become the norm now. Um, but he has a great chance. Uh, Holland still needs to qualify um for the Euros. I don't. It's gonna be hard because they just lost. Um, I believe they lost to. uh was it? I don't know who's in their group. They lost. They lost to Scotland, I think. I know they're in Scotland's yeah, group. Yeah, they're not in the Euros. Um, or they have to win yeah. like
0: the nation. The Nations thing is really weird. Where like they have to. There's the Nations League teams can make the Euros, no?
1: Uh I'm not sure. I don't. I I don't That's know. I think I you get a, it. Um, I remember that's how Portugal qualified uh, a couple years ago, um, because they went into like a like a playoff with Italy, and Italy was the one that was that was kept the World out. Cup
0: though.
1: That was the World Cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so I, I I don't know if you can qualify through the Euros for that, but I'm not sure. I, that, yeah, that's how that's how Portugal qualified. Yeah,
0: they, so twelve teams will compete in the in the playoffs in March of 2024, and they're in that playoff from the Nations League.
1: Okay, so Norway finishing third that would put them automatically in that playoff
0: because they're they did well in the Nations League. They're in the playoffs. Okay, which is the way I understand it. Uh, I don't even. I, they might not be in it. They have. To, I think they they need like fixtures to way the would. to way to work really special. They are not in it. No, wait, Italy didn't qualify again. No. Wow, dude! Italy's finished. You're right. I remember. Yeah. Wow, that is crazy. But
1: um. So I'm not sure, but I I think Holland needs to qualify for that. But I think club wise, Man City has a great chance of repeating everything they did last year, and he's just he's on pace to do exactly what he did last year. Um. So. Holland, Holland, and Jude would be one and two for me for the favorites for the award. No, and Mbappe, yeah. obviously third, and I think Vinny would be in the race as well because he can just pop off anytime. He's a super um, villain,
0: Mbappe. Now, did you see his facial expressions at the ceremony?
1: Yeah, I saw the, the he was like,
0: he's wasting his <laughs> career in that in that in that club, bro.
1: Ab- absolutely, it's it's just sad to see. It's he, I, I don't know. It's it's funny where the whole world knows what Mbappé is thinking and he knows what everybody's thinking looking at him um so he he just needs to make a decision and go where you know what what's best for his career so yeah
0: no, I agree with you 100% uh let's move on from that to one of the favorites that we were talking about for the Ballon d'Or and that's Jude Bellingham and yeah. both of us said that he would score yeah uh, you said he'd score twice right I did yeah he said did you say two one or 3-2
1: I said three. I I said three, three one, two. Three two three, no, two okay.
0: three two. three two. I said two. I said, did I say draw? Yeah. No. I said a win. I said a goal and a you win. You said
1: two one. I think you said oh, two I did, one. I,
0: said, I did say two one. I did say two one. Yeah. So yeah. it was two one. But not only did he score a goal, he scored twice. And the first goal was a thunderbolt. That was a crazy, crazy goal. Uh, yeah. You want to go ahead and talk about this?
1: No, outside? please. You go ahead.
0: I mean, I thought <laughs> take that... the floor. I thought the, the game changed when when Kamavinga came in. I think that's when the game really flipped on his head, and he was fantastic all day uh, on the Absolutely. left. Uh, it's another one of those wins for Real Madrid this season. They just keep finding a way to win the game when they're not at their best, although they were great for really long stretches of this game. Um, yeah. They keep finding a way, and credit to them. They go down early. They they deal with adversity, and once again, bro, Chu just does... I feel like there's, you know, you score three tap-ins or you score three goals, like, in the box where the ball's bouncing around. All right, cool. You're having, like, luck. This is, like, the eighth time he's, like, always, somehow he's just in the right place. Maybe it's, like, the best purple patch we've ever seen. The first goal was crazy.
1: Yeah. The f- I, don't, I don't know how uh, Ter Stegen didn't save that. He saw it coming. He was looking at it. But it moved jumped it in the so way. fast. I know. Oh my god! And the second but, goal was a like
0: great finish in the right place.
1: You just was that. You think him. that was a pass by Modric? Was that no, intentional? No, Absol- no, no
0: chance. Absolutely no chance. He was trying I don't to control think that ball. Saw him. No, hell no. And for it to perfectly bounce over the defender. No, yeah, no, no <laughs> chance. No chance. He was definitely trying to control the ball, but crazy man, crazy player.
1: I think I like um. Now it's thirteen goals and three assists in thirteen games, um, and he's, You're
0: it's just like
1: it the, the the, he's just like whatever we think he's gonna. Now we're like predicting him to score two goals. You know, I don't think ever. I remember at the beginning of this, at least this season, I would be like, okay, he's not scoring anymore. I, I the scoring run ends today, um, and he's completely. Just surpassed everything of of what we've expected of him, and it just shows like his talent, the form he's on, um, the the way Madrid are just uh like they're just so inevitable, you know, you can never count them out. Um, but I I think this game like this El Clasico, I it was they were playing around the same time as um as Arsenal, so I was watching the Arsenal game, and then that got out of hand pretty quickly. So I turned over, and I thought for. 60, 70 minutes I thought you guys were like just thoroughly outplayed for, at least for like long stretches um but like once Kamavinga and then modric came on it was just so the, the, the the yeah the switch and then you saw mud uh you saw Bellingham have the freedom that he had um but Barça again man they 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 especially like before like 60 70 before he scored like they had so many chances where they were in great position to either just make the right play, and they never did. Somebody would just freaking shoot the, to the to the sky, or make a wrong pass, or something like that. Um, I thought they they shot themselves in the foot plenty of times, um, and then when the moment came, I thought Real Madrid took control and then capitalized on every mistake they did. You cannot you cannot be making like those mental errors that Barca was making for especially especially with somebody like Jude on the other side of the pitch like you cannot give them that many chances they should have put that game away pretty quickly um but more more credit to Real Madrid man it's just uh, like they find a way I, huh they they, they find they a way find but a like, way? like like is it's just <laughs> it, i've never seen a stretch like this where like let's say like i think we let's we'll say 13 games you guys have won 12 or uh, like what, 11 or 12 loss. of them. And and I think those games that you won, I think eight or nine of them that I think, would it be fair to say you guys were outplayed? I'd say a good amount.
0: I, I wouldn't say like most of them, it's not outplayed. I would say that like,
1: it's like they're in neutral the whole game. Exactly. Okay. But for a club like Madrid, I they're
0: like, not playing their best then, most of the games, I will say.
1: Absolutely and that's what's like so confusing me like just throwing me off cuz it's like like i've seen plenty of games this year where i don't think they should win or i don't think they should even get a result or a draw or anything like that and they just win convincingly at the end by the score sheet you know yeah. um so that that's something i'll keep a close eye on especially with the elimination knockouts um and the la liga season continues a copa del rey starting up soon um but it's just it's it's hard to evaluate this team because of just it's I've never seen anything like this before.
0: Yeah, no, very very fair. We'll see where Madrid go from here. I still don't really know. This team is kind of hard to gauge at where their ceiling is. Like that's the big thing for me. They're they're very like unpredictable. I think. Obviously, they have to think. Internally. The ceiling.
1: The ceiling is the roof, as the Michael Jordan would say with this team. You know, you don't know.
0: I've, you have no idea, so I think that they have to be feeling good about themselves so far as to being league favorites. Uh, they've been very, very good. And they're, in the driver's,
1: they're in the driver's seat right now. The
0: Champions League is their competition, so it's a three-way tie right now for first. Girona, who are absolutely cooking, and we don't talk about them enough, who they beat thoroughly, 3-0 away. Yep, they destroyed him, uh, yeah. And and Atletico Madrid who if they win their game in hand will uh will be tied with with both teams and Barcelona who are just 4 points behind those teams as well. So very very interesting very interesting season for La Liga.
1: Yeah, it's a close 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 season. Um especially the top 4 and and Girona just being so just they were not meant to be there but they've they've hung around, especially after getting completely dismantled by by madrid um they're still winning games and and they're right at the top
0: yeah we'll see we'll see where it goes i think right now if i had to put a thing i'd say maybe league winners and a, and a and a semi-final would be a pretty good
1: season for them i i i think you get that and you're like that's an excellent season i would agree i'm a league title i think i think Right now, I I think you guys are favorites to win the league, but with with just the like the on field product is just like not where it's it's like, not convincing. at least where you can predict the yeah very yeah no, no no I agree
0: and and next summer I mean the rumors for this upcoming summer are crazy obviously we already know who's going to be at the forefront of those rumors and that's yeah. Mbappe um but a lot of movement this week this week on on Alfonso Davies or that's starting to look like it's more and more likely which Vinnie and Davies would be the craziest left-sided combo like I have no idea how those people would link up like that is illegal and uh um, and the rumors today that they're going to go after uh Gonzalo Ignacio from Sporting so in the January which if you know anything about Madrid they never buy people in yeah, January yeah they don't do that yeah they don't they don't believe in that so we'll see the truth to those rumors but yeah we'll see it's been a, it's been a good season so far
1: I I think where you guys are at like this point of the season is just what a it, what it, like especially with with um uh Ancelotti leaving um it just gives you another like you just have so many options where you can go depend especially with the like cuz the board decides who comes in you know a manager doesn't really make decisions for this club at, at least um when it comes to transfer targets um so it just gives you guys to uh, more room to operate more because the scene this season is going a lot better than expected i would say um at least results wise
0: i mean that's credit to carlo we never he never really gets his flowers but he's done a great job this season even though
1: the results are scary
0: a lot of the games you're stressing but credit where credit is due he's done fantastically and, with the and, pc and and beginning. the football is mid bro uh, watching so madrid is so a pain mid, bro but bellingham no one else thought to put him in that position to be
1: fair yeah i i agree but with that's you. his spot now i i my i can't wait to see what the next coach does with bellingham cuz it's like you have, <laughs> it's right there you know <laughs> what are you going to do you know so
0: I mean, part of the thing with him is he's so versatile. So, like, you can use him as an eight, but like, Valverde owns the spot of like the eight on the right, you know?
1: Yeah, I I think this diamond just because there's so much positional overlap in the midfield with with Madrid, like ha- having having Bellingham that high up to pitch just gives like just gives enough room to play other players, you know? Um, so if you these are great push back have, Bellingham, it's way. like hmm?
0: it's a, these are great problems
1: to have. No no no. <laughs> no, I I think so, the I think those are great problems to have, but I think some coaches I think would overthink it, you know, and would just just stick to the status quo, yeah. which I I don't think Carlo Ancelotti is like that at all and he's he's revolutionized what what Bellingham can be and what his potential is. Um I just hope the next coach um sticks to that. I don't think he has to play the same exact way cuz you guys still need a striker, and I don't think two up top is a right way to go, but I think just having Jude up there would be, like, like that's a no-brainer. Like, that's something that should be, like, like no questions asked. I think whoever you bring in next, like, you have to ask that question. yeah,
0: no And fair. they have to answer it.
1: Yeah, Jude fair. will play wherever he needs to play. Very, very
0: fair. that's probably looks like right now it's going to be Chubby Alonso who we know he's a fantastic tactician, bro. His Bayer Leverkusen right now are they're cooking,
1: cooking bro. They
0: are cooking. And if the rumors for the transfers are true, a right back, Alfonso Davies and in and, and Mbappe, with that team, even if you get rid of Modric and Cruz, oh.
1: I, I agree with you, man. I, I and I and I see like you're... Uh, which I appreciate because you you hold yourself, you don't let your mind go there because you've been fucking snapped oh, no. a few He's not times. Coming in,
0: in my in my in, hell no,
1: I refuse. <laughs> um, so I, I you you tease it a little bit and then you just keep it there, which I like. Um, yeah. So Shabi uh, Alonso is that would be a great get for for Real Madrid.
0: Well, I think if if it's not Mbappe this summer, I think it will be an attacker. Like they will bring an attacker in
1: yeah they have to they have whether to. whether it's cause... that
0: mbappe whether the rumors of the holland clause activating next summer being true um whether it's alvarez who has had rumors in the past yeah uh, so we'll see he we has a
1: clause it. as well i think what 50 million or something like that alvarez yeah
0: five zero.
1: Five zero, yeah, but I, he resigned, go. so I don't know if that's a little okay, bit that different. Okay, that clause ne- needs um, to be
0: axed because fifty, every club under the sun is gonna complain. He's he's he is filled.
1: No, but he 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 resigned, so nah, he, he has sense. a contract up until like twenty thirty or something like that. Nah, so yeah, I don't nah, think nah, that that's anywhere. probably got tripled, quadrupled even. Awesome
0: man, too this summer. Awesome end.
1: yeah Yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll see.
0: And Endrick comes next season too. Don't forget. Yeah. I just hope they don't sell us on Endrick, please. Oh, <laughs> if they say Endrick is the signing, I'm gonna I'm gonna be so angry. We need to... Uh, oh, uh, I hate. What's that?
1: Game. What's that? The the Wenger when he when a new player comes back from injury and he's like, oh, this is our. What's the guy's name?
0: Is- Diaby. You know who I'm talking about? Every yes. year, I, I remember there's this Arsenal fan who do this horrible French accent, and be like, "Well, it's like a new signing because <laughs> Arsenal yeah. say that every year." <laughs>
1: uh so i i i I think i think madrid i think you guys you guys have not spent any at least last year you guys spent a little bit but since ha- uh hazard i you guys haven't just regular i think not really last well, year was uh, just
0: jude almost that's it jude
1: and then uh too the year RCR before yeah and then yeah. Camavinga the year before that so it's like you guys haven't you the war chest is is ready to be unloaded And I think this is the best time because you have everything. I think you just complete the team now and just leave it as is for the next five years. If you get a right back,
0: Davies, and Mbappe, halas. Like exactly. Just close shop. You have everything. Oh, yeah. You
1: and and you get Inacio. If the Inacio rumors are true, it's over, bro. Arsenal is uh knocking around too many, so you better you better man,
0: he's not leaving anytime soon, bro. (laughs) Just leave it. I feel like he's in the rumor to go to the Prem like every
1: year. Every yeah.
0: Liverpool, Chelsea. He's a special uh, player Arsenal. man. He's incredible. He is fantastic. He's out for 6 weeks so we're going to miss Yeah, him. I saw
1: he picked up an injury.
0: But we'll, uh, we'll we'll jump from from my team to your team.
1: Mhm.
0: Uh finally, bro. It feels like it's been a it's been a while since we just got a just a like a classic 2023 Arsenal just pre-world 2022 pre-world cup just thrashing
1: yeah oh my god it was and it was so unexpected because that game Gabriel Jesus didn't play Martin Odegaard didn't play um and then Eddie and Ketia had a hat trick I don't really rate Eddie and Ketia that much but like Marcus Rashford by the way um but he (laughs) he was absolutely just amazing to watch he was doing everything um three classic goals, like just incredible goals, especially the, the, last, his, his, one was the, the last one was amazing. Um, and Henry then he had F. a chance at four and then he gave up the penalty to, to, um, to Vieira, Fabio Vieira. Patrick Fabio Vieira. Vieira. And then, and then the fifth one was Tomiyasu, who's like climbing up the charts as like my favorite Arsenal player. Like I'm so happy so for him. Versatile. Um, so incredible. Um, I remember he, he, uh, after the game, he said, "Um, his mom passed away last year. Yeah. Um, which was just so sad to hear because of just like what he went through last year. Just, just on field issues. Just and basically. And we didn't know. And we didn't know. Um, uh, he was injured all the time, and then he made a few mistakes. Um, and I, I remember earlier this year, people because he came into the season hurt. Um, and people were wanting him out and being sold and stuff like that. Kept but keeping Balagun, yeah." Um, so I just I just I I'm just so happy for, for Tommy Yasu. He's becoming my favorite player on the team. Uh, but it was a it was a classic, just a five-nil thrashing. There was no, it was I, I I stopped watching I like right after the third goal to go watch El Clasico because they were on at the same time. Um, but it was lovely to see. I I I saw the lineup and I was like, oh. It's gonna get ugly because we had no creators, nothing like that, and it was just Eddie and stepped up to the plate. He has five goals this season in ten games. Um, you can't ask anything more from a backup striker, you know. So
0: yeah, I agree. I agree wholeheartedly with what you said. I think it was finally refreshing to kind of see the Arsenal that we, that we kind of expected, which is uh just thoroughly outplaying their opponents. I think Declan Rice, what a, he's been a fantastic addition. Ten out of yeah. ten uh we haven't really been talking about him enough uh, even though we do a lot but now that he's really he owns that single pivot like number six role in that four through three it, it, it's it's refreshing to see it and and even taking what Partey did last season to another level in my opinion Nick. he just gives you that and more
1: absolutely absolutely and and he has something that Partey will never have which is he's on the field 99 percent of the time when you need him yeah um and it I like Partey, I remember I remember even like these number sixes. Rodri, I remember it took him like a year and a half to like be who the player he is now. Uh Partey took a full year. Um Declan Rice has like just come in and instantly, just within a few weeks, has made that position him his. Um, so and he's so versatile. He can play on the left, he can play on the right, he could just sit back at he can drive the ball. Um, and he's been contributing. He has like three goals and assists in his last three games for Arsenal this um which is just an incredible I don't I like I me I personally just like the um just the performance week in week out but like when you're adding that to goals and assists it's just just a perfect player like I like I like Jude has been the marquee hundred million pound signing of the season. But I think Declan Rice has played just as well. Um, as well. Uh, as like you- obviously without the goals and stuff, I but think I he's think been he's up played there, though. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Like in terms of instant contribution, playing fantastic on that level for sure. Like well, well worth the money. <laughs> very very worth it
1: no nobody's talking about 100 million pounds with these with those guys so yeah no no no. other people you know we're still uh, we're still looking but a
0: certain team certain couple teams i feel like are always are in the mix of things but yeah very good performance and they play uh newcastle this week and then champions league yeah so going to be going to be interesting to see and, and that's that's really what Arsenal have needed that clinical number nine and who really steps into those shoes maybe it's a revolving door of one week it's someone one week it's another person but you know obviously this was the, not the example that we're talking about but in these yeah big games, yeah it's,
1: it's Sheffield United so it's not a it's just like it's the game on the it's just the game on the like the schedule and you have to get through them um obviously in a tight title race, Tottenham have taken a two point lead, obviously. Um and Man City's right there. Um after very, after very their tight. own thrashing of this weekend. So
0: I mean, yeah, now that you mentioned it, we can talk about I'll I'll ooh. first <laughs> of all, oh I never do this. I can't really I can't really mmm I never do this, but you said I said City clean she and a win. <laughs> Did I not say 3-0 too? I think I said
1: 3-0. You said 3-0, you, you said yeah.
0: Oh, I was on fire last week, and, and you said <laughs> United would win, which was yeah. one of the big talking points for controversy. Well, let's just – I'll start with you because you know I have my disgusting United agenda, but uh, – Yeah. What – because you, you thought that the result would be different. So what disappointed I, you I thought, with United?
1: I thought United would win because, one, they're playing at home, and – Two, they always gear up for a big game. Obviously, it's a derby, but they're always at home. They're a threat to win, um, at least get a result. Um, But I was watching the game, and within, like, the first 15 minutes, you could tell this was going to be a 6-7-0 game. Um, If Onana didn't save the goals that he did, like, Holland had, like, two or three headers where it was like saved from the goal line like nothing else just direct headers that that Onana just just happened to be at the right place at the right time um but it was it, it was just a mismatch in all aspects of the game they were dominated in every side of the ball um they lost every 50-50 ball um they lost every duel they lost every just anything like they could they they like I was I was just taking notes and like my, the only thing my notes say is Bruno and Rashford because I was like I don't see them on the pitch, you know I, I need to remind myself that these guys were actually playing uh because they were so bad um Rashford had a chance, I believe like the 60th minute mark when they were down 2 zero and it was like a nice cross and he hit it on his chest and he waited a little bit and just completely missed um and that was it for him. nothing else I you did not notice. Um, like they don't have any difference makers, they don't have any leaders. Bruno is not a leader, um, Rashford is, not a, is not a leader. Um like there was no positive thing you could take away from this. It was just like, thank you that it's just three zero. That's it. Like, that's the only thing that I think they would take. Um, and then Holland showed who he is. Foden played exceptional. Um, Grealish was a beast all night. Uh, um And then Bernardo Silva was amazing. Like, it's just... Like, like the the names I'm listing compared to what was on the other side of the pitch, it's just a mismatch. I I don't know how this club is functioning right now. They've lost half their games this season. Um, There's nothing they could look forward to, I think, just other than maybe another Caraboa Cup trophy. Um, And I don't think that will be enough this season to save anybody's job. Um, But... I just think they are so far behind from from Man City, from Arsenal, from t- uh, Tottenham. Uh, I would say even Chelsea. Um, but yeah. it's 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 dark, man. It's dark.
0: This is the darkest start, even the other seasons with United that I can remember. And I think it boils down to one thing. First of all, there's so many different levels to this loss. Yeah. Let's start with let's isolate the game, and then let's talk outside the game. Um, I might I might ramble for a little bit, but please, um, please. So, first of all, I thought the team selection was questionable. Maguire yeah. and Evans against Alvarez and Holland. If he told me that, uh, last Tuesday when we were last Wednesday when we recorded, I would tell you that it wouldn't be a three nil; it would be a six nil, like you said. Um, yeah. Second of all, uh, taking off Amrabat. At halftime to chase the game at 1-0 versus City is literal suicide. Yeah. Against City, you have to pick your moments. They are not the type of team that you can chase a game for 45 minutes. They don't have the talent to do it. Uh, they it just doesn't make sense. Um
1: Yep, and they ripped them to shreds for the they, second goal. They, they did. Just...
0: They come and bang. Four minutes into, into the half, half, they score. Um mm-hmm. I think so that that's responsibility lies on ten Hag, uh who obviously i've been critical of but most of the stuff with him is i think that this kind of bleeds into the second issue first of all i don't like his man management i think that's been poor i think his lineups to be 75 80 games into a united season and i think if you told him you have every player healthy give me your 11 i think he would know it uh i think that's a problem uh obviously that there needs to be a fine line between favoritism and knowing your 11, but I think that he just yeah. doesn't know it. I think if you told him, give me your 11, he's been mixing and matching Bruno in the middle, Bruno on the right, McTominay up the field. McTominay is a DM. Amrabat on the left. Amrabat is a DM. Double pivot. Are we going to do this? We... You know what I mean? So very yeah. confused, I would say, is the word. Um, I would say I think that firing him, of all the criticism I've had of Ten Hag, I think that firing him would be very short-sighted, and just to start yeah. the cycle over, I think he does need time. To I think he's only played 76, 77 games as a coach, which is nothing. Give him. He needs. He needs another season and a half minimum. Uh there's there. It's dark. I agree, and I think it starts here. And I was listening to Sky Sports, who usually just says a bunch of nonsense, but there was a couple things that I actually really agreed with. Mm-hmm. I think United is one of the only clubs that spends that spends these uh, this amount of money that you just never have a fingerprint on why they're spending the way they're spending and i just don't think it makes any sense for example Ten Hag, we look at the profile of the players that he's brought in onan as a goal play uh, as a keeper great fits the style he wants to play even though we don't even know what the style is i feel like that's part of the problem is we don't even know the way he wants to play Um, Amrabat, Casemiro are just two, like two different types of midfielders, even though they're Mm -hmm. both DMs and you bought Casemiro last season and you're already buying his replacement this season is, it's already a big problem. Uh, uh, Lissandro, Lissandro Martin, we talked about, um, uh, who did he bring in? Rasmus Hoyland, Anthony Mount Mount. These players don't make any sense. Okay, you're going to buy a striker like Rasmus Hoiland, who's a big physical 6'4", back to the goal, quick, can finish player, right? But next to him, you're going to have Anthony and Rashford, who are primarily wingers who like to cut inside and shoot. So, like, where is the continuity between what you're buying, what you're using, and the what, the way you're recruiting? There's no all of these feel like they're just like there's a huge disconnect between every single element. So it's just like it's it feels like they're just spending to spend. So like let me give you an example. Like how many different even even at United maybe this is a Hag problem. Maybe this is a giving too much uh, importance to the manager. When Mourinho came, they struggled. They got Lukaku, Fellaini, Ibrahimovic. Um, who else did they buy? Uh, for they never bought a center back. Um, but those yep, type, of, screaming cra- for
1: a center bank. Those type of players
0: were all the same profile. They're big, physical players. Okay, um, when Klopp went to Liverpool, who were in a horrible situation when they got there, he was buying high-intensity uh, players who fit in a collective scheme. Obviously, they got lucky, and we're not asking United to go twelve for twelve like you, like Liverpool did, where it felt like every single signing was just a hit, like home run. Um, yeah but it just doesn't feel like this it doesn't make any sense if you wanted to use marcus rashford and anthony on the wings why don't you buy a striker that can link up the play who has no problem dropping back maybe between the lines uh to to play like that and we clown at manchester united for their their lack of creativity with recruitment but I think that the more striking thing is it just feels like they're spending to spend, which is the most dangerous thing you can do as a club. And now it just feels like they're in this like this really weird phase where they're spending hundreds of millions of pounds and they're getting worse and it doesn't feel like they're any closer. It feels like we're farther away from answers when we started the season than we are than than are right now than when we started the season. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I, Curious to see what you kind of think. I, I know that's kind of loaded because I just said like six things at once, but
1: no, I th- I I agree with you with the with the like the striker situation, right? Um, and I think he identified that problem last year pretty quickly and he brought in Weghorst, right? Um, and somebody to link up play, and they were, were pretty successful. Obviously, Weghorst did not produce, and that's where it kind of fell off because the guy was giving you zero goals. Um, and then they go away from that completely in transfer window. Um, I don't think Rasmus Hoyland was somebody they identified early in the window. They were just like, okay, we need a striker. Um, uh, they look into everything and then and he's a guy that he's freaking 19 years old. He has l- less than 20 goals to his career goals. Um, but the spending to spend has been always a big issue because like United are not like these like self-sustaining clubs money is always there um like like I remember like Arsenal right when when Arteta finally started like at least getting money or getting to spend his first uh two years ago his first transfer window that was when he brought in Ben White brought in um Aaron Ramsdale brought in all these like players that you could that you that fit into a scheme that exactly. can play the way he wanted to play yeah. but you also see the potential you're like okay we see what he's doing. And then the next year he brings in a few more. Um, they they United have brought in old players, young players, in the middle players, um, six month players like low knees. Like it's very like it's not very shrewd in terms of business wise. Yeah. Um, and I think like uh, we I know we've said this before, and 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 Ragnick was the first person to identify the problem. He's like, you need 10, 12 new players. Like these players that are here are not going to um win you anything. And I think what um Ragnick wanted, I think who I think Rashford was part of those 10, 12 players. But last year, you we all know the purple patch where he scored 30 goals. Before that, I don't think I don't think Rashford hit 15 goals in the league before that. He scored 30 goals in all competitions, mm-hmm. which Got him a three hundred and fifty thousand dollar a week contract. Now he's there for the next five years, which means you're stuck with him because nobody else is going to pay him that
0: much. Hundred um, percent. PSG we're, uh,
1: were in the running. PSG, I, th- I think we're offering like sixty million, and they laughed. Um, I think now you would take that sixty million, but <laughs> you'd run with it. Well, you would run with it exactly. Um, uh, you said, I'd, uh, Ten Hag needs time. Um, he does. I mean, I you, was he, of that sentiment.
0: Well. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Sorry.
1: No, no, like I was of that sentiment at the beginning of the year, right? um where I was like, okay, this is like we've seen at least what he's done before at IX like the guy can actually put a team together and play a certain way. um but you have to admit like there is <laughs> like there's no sign of it anywhere. like there's like there's no there's no sequence that you can put together and be like, okay, this is what he wants to do for 90 minutes. There's no two, three game spells where they win and they look dominant, or you can be like, okay, this is what he's trying to do. Let's see if he can do that for with an entire team. Um I think if I'm if I'm Man United, I get rid of Ten Hag. As I by the I I'd give him I give him the end of this year. If he can if he can uh save this, maybe you give it to him. But I, I don't think there's no saving. And there's no point in bringing somebody in in the middle of a year. You give Ten Hag the rest of this year, and then next year, you like just rewrite everything. You get rid of anybody. You bring in a young manager and be like, okay, this is your ship. But they've you tried that with Ole. I I don't I don't think they try. I I see. But Ole is not that kind of manager. I they did try that with Ole. But Ole is a like uh, jokes and jokes are jokes aside. Like the guy was not a freaking. Um, tactical mastermind. But He's the just... thing
0: with Ole is at least you could feel like he had a plan. And the type of players he was buying, it felt like they fit a scheme. Like Ole went for young um, English players like McGuire, well, the, the, Daniel the, James. The,
1: the, Go ahead, sorry. The, the Ole, Ole, Ole's transfers and all that stuff, it looks great in hindsight. But they, he was going after players that he would never sign. And he didn't sign. He wanted Holland, He wanted Jude. You can say that. He wanted all these players. But those players are, come on, the, you're, you're not getting those players. No, I think but... it,
0: I'm saying Ole in the sense of like, he bought and he missed, but he bought and it felt like it fit a scheme. Like, tell me how Maguire, not Maguire, sorry, Casemiro, Mount, Amrabat, and Hoyland, and Antony are meant to fit together. Or what type of co- like uh, uh, style, uh, collaborative style that they can play with together, or if there even is one.
1: Which it doesn't feel like there is. there is. There isn't one. Like, and, and, like, I get it, Ole, Ole, Ole I, I don't rate Ole at all, so. I don't he, either, he, but he, he had a plan. He had a plan. I, I don't think was that was a plan, plan that was going to bring you back or anything like <laughs> that. It was like a that. bad plan.
0: I agree.
1: Yeah. What, what, what Ten Hag has done is spend money and miss. Like, you can't, you have to identify a coach that you trust That will not miss on transfer targets because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Ten Hag can spend a billion dollars and they will fire him tomorrow and the next manager will get us $400 million war chest. Like this is Man United. Money is unlimited to these guys. The
0: problem Um, for me is just like, it's sorry to cut you off. Yeah. The the problem you you, want to keep going or?
1: No, no, go ahead. The
0: problem for me is not even the fact that he spent. By the way, I think that fact isn't the reason I think you have to give him time. You just gave him a blank check of 400000000 million. You're going to go give another manager his mess. You're going to delay the... Like, you at least have to kind of... You made your bed. Now you have to see, like, you sleep in it. You have to see where this goes. But the problem for me isn't that he, he's spending money. It's that when you look at it on the surface... But within five minutes, when we saw Mason Mount to United this summer, like how the hell is that? Like that doesn't even that doesn't Everybody make sense. Knew, yeah. It was like it doesn't fit yeah. the profile of this team at all. Um, and now Anthony Martial is somehow still at Manchester United. I have no idea how he gets game time in two thousand twenty three. To this day, I have no idea. Uh, Marcus Rashford is just you. It doesn't make any sense. You cannot use Marcus Rashford with a striker who's a back to the goal striker. He will kill that striker's productivity. He is not the type of winger who's going to get a striker 15 goals by delivering good service into the box.
1: Mar- Marcus Rashford is so selfish. He will 100%. never pass the ball. Um but I think Man United have to decide like uh, like you can see I remember when um like like uh Klopp for example I remember his first year he came in the middle of the year um uh got to a Europa League final um finished 8th or something like that and then you build slowly like they were still they were still in the top 4 but you could like you can see him closing the gap to city over a 2 3 year period where they finished they barely got into top 4 then they finished third by like 30 points then they're competing and then they they lose the league by one point and then they win the league like that but like they have they have to take a long term approach where you have to swallow two years for the next ten years, like because now what they're doing is they're they, kicking
0: the down. The they're curve, kicking yeah.
1: somebody out and then bringing somebody like exactly what Ten Hag. They're giving him just added, but we need results right away. They are n- they will never I, 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 and I don't think it's Ten Hag's fault at all. Um, oh, it it's is. just like a just a club wide problem where they will never accept like being like like they would rather get second place i remember when um like ole finished second but it was by like 40 points where man city won the league and like that's oh that's a good season you know that's not a good season cuz you're nowhere near the top and and to get to get closer to the top you got to finish 8th you got to finish 8th and work your way up rather than finishing second and then finishing 6th and then finishing ninth again, you know? I just think that, um, I think where that, they are now.
0: I just like I disagree in the sense of I don't think United need to finish eighth and eighth because they're not like Liverpool, where Liverpool never had five hundred million that they can spend. Like think of it of the way City. Like City comes Guardiola's first year, obviously he inherits a team that's ten times better than this. The yeah. first year finishes, he's like, All right, I hate these fullbacks. Give me four fullbacks. You go get Kyle Walker, Danilo, uh, and two on and who do you bring on? I brought in two on the left. So immediately, he he he, he sees the problem. And the thing is, with, obviously, with Guardiola, with Klopp, every single player that they bought fits like a puzzle piece into their system. We just saw Darwin Nunez got bought by Liverpool. The first player were like, yeah, that doesn't really make sense with the way they like to play. And it took a full year for them to adjust the system from one player. And United mm-hmm. are doing this with five or six different players. So for me, it's just like... Okay, club came to Liverpool, he gets Roberto Firmino, home run signing obviously, number nine, one of the best in terms of dropping between the lines and linking up the play. What does he go and do? He goes and get Sadio Mane, who's one of the best wingers in the league at cutting in. Then he goes and gets Mohamed Salah, who can do the same thing from the other side. Then he goes, and with already having Jordan Henderson there, he goes and gets Fabinho, who's a great DM, who's like... like Filled with energy. Then he goes and gets Wijnaldum, who's the same profile of player. Then they have Trent Alexander-Arnold, who's an academy hit on the right side. So they luck out, and they get Robertson on the left side. Then they have huge weaknesses in defense, and they need a physical defender. So they go and spend a big money for Virgil van Dyke. Then they have issues at the, at the back, so they go get Allison and they spend the big bucks. It's like every signing, it's not the fact that they're hitting. It's the fact that they fit into a plan. Let's say yeah. Mason Mount, Casemiro, Amrabat, and... Rasmus Hoyland are all home runs. They end up filling their potential to the top, to the top that they're able to at United. Still, they don't make any sense together. They don't. They don't fit. They don't fit the way he, you cannot go get a super uh super good sweeper keeper in in Onana, and then you have Amrabat and Casemiro as your midfield two player, who probably the worst element of the game is their distribution. It doesn't make
1: any sense. I think I like the what. United's big problem is they have to unload 10 players, bro. That is so... I, I don't, The reason why I'm saying you have to take two years is because you got to get rid of Martial. You got to get rid of Maguire. You got to get rid of Lindelof. You got to get rid of Dalot. You got to get rid of so many players. You can keep going. 10 full... That's a starting lineup of players that you have to get rid of. And that takes time because nobody wants to leave a big club with a big wages and... and you know, remember what Mourinho said, see where they play, when, they if they play, and, where and they who play. they play yeah. for. Um, yeah. And that's, and you, and that was five years ago. Mourinho said that five years ago. We're about to do that with a, another crop of players from this club that are not good enough, but have been here for who knows what, you know? How Martial many? is still here. Martial, Mar, Martial, I remember I was watching that game. They went down 2-0. And guess who, the first two people that got up Marshall and Anthony what are they gonna do for you man
0: nothing and those are I mean
1: from United
0: from who they have right now who are like the players that you can comfortably say say a new manager comes in which by the way I don't even know if there's that many managers who even want this job anymore uh who are the who are the players are like okay they have to stay you can build around these players
1: Rasmus Hoyland that's it only one. I, I think. Oh, th- I give you I th- more credit than that. No, who else? Who else would you would you want at Man United to stake? for? Onana,
0: for, I think stays. For,
1: I, Onana, I think yeah. I I Although I would agree he's been to, bad, to but start what he's season. shown, I don't think. I don't think he's that guy, but he's cost seventy pounds. He's, he's been playing him. better lately. He, he was in a
0: Champions League winning team last season, and he just went to a new league. Give him, give him a couple, give him, okay, give him half I, a season. Right,
1: I'll give you Onana. Okay, give me
0: Onana. Hoyland has to stay. Uh, Garnacho, I think, as as in between, you know. Yeah. Lissandro Martinez,
1: yes, he's a, he's a he's a decent player.
0: Amrabat. I think he has a role if you can use him in that role and maybe yeah. Bruno Fernandez. Outside of that, can't see, see Bruno
1: it. is, it's Bruno is the first person I'm throwing off the boat. He has, to, he like if, bro, the guy is just, he brings everybody down, man. And he's not a
0: captain. That's the biggest mistake. The thing is, you need people, like you need personalities in the locker room who can just keep him, like, he's just the first, he's always whining.
1: Yeah. Like, but he's a great player. He, he's a great player a third In the of right, the season. I, a third of the season? But, but he who are you going to get as a, a number 10 player. who like, can you? I don't know.
0: Uh, Dalo is not bad. Like, I think you, he's... Dalo is not bad at all. It's just...
1: Like, they have a lot of eh players. Like, nothing cannot, makes any cannot, sense.
0: Like, And you can have players, but they just everything needs to fit in a system. Obviously, not everyone is Man City, and we're not asking them to be Man City. But, like, it just doesn't make sense. You want to use Hoyland? Go get two wingers who... Why didn't they get Doku? Doku would have been perfect with someone like Hoyland.
1: I I don't think they ever heard of Doku until he signed (laughs) for Manchester City.
0: Exactly. So. So, like, it just doesn't make sense. And then... I don't know, man. Like, they were close to selling Maguire this summer, and then they had a bunch of issues with that. It's just like, this is a This does not make any sense.
1: I think if you, if it's just, you, you need to, you need to try something new. But if, if I think Ten Hag will be let go at the end of this year, who do you, who do you think Man United goes after? Obviously, I, I, I don't think they can get a lot of people, but give me a name that you think they should just have in there like just targeted right now
0: that would take the job or that
1: they should go for assuming assuming they'll take the job
0: assuming they'll actually because obviously my answer would be chabby Alonso or zidane but
1: never in a blue
0: moon would they ever take the united job no oof who are their options graham potter maybe would take it but you you want United
1: take The a... best thing Grand Potter has ever done in his life is just disappearing bro. His name is starting to sound good now, you know? The the Chelsea stench is starting to wear off a little bit. Oh, I don't know. Grand Potter uh if 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 uh,
0: Spalletti would would take the job, maybe Spalletti, maybe Conte I don't know, bro. It's tough. The
1: the manager market is so Who would just... you take? If 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 i would throw a blank check at at Deservey probably cuz at Bro, least there's he can no develop no way people. in
0: hell he would go from brighton and that beautiful team with that war chest to united
1: Bro, I mean, united have a war chest of their own but like i i just think you have to look long term you have to get somebody that can develop players cuz right now i think he'd
0: have a stroke trying to trying to play this his football with with maguire and, and 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 Casemiro trying to play that like quick one two passing there, but he would die.
1: Yeah, yeah, but you gotta start somewhere, man. Somewhere.
0: The thing about Brighton is that the Zerbi's a great coach and, and this is not taking away from him at all. But like part of the reason that they're so dominant is because they recruit like no other and I think that has to do with their staff. It's like Grant Potter left and they didn't skip a beat. Like the next they they lose Trussard, they lose they lose Caicedo, they bring in a Dingra, they bring in Mitoma, they bring in a new DM. It's like they, they just they just obviously that has an end. At some point they're gonna start missing, but uh they have a lot of money. Just wait until you see I have a feeling if they if they if they go deep in Europe, they make a name for themselves and they finish in the top six again, they're gonna get some names that we're gonna like Look at twice and be like Brighton has that player. Like,
1: yeah, m- maybe go buy the entire scouting department of of Brighton because That's what Chelsea did. Yeah, and
0: <laughs> to be fair to Chelsea, <laughs> they've struggled, but at least I can look at Chelsea and be like, they have a very very concrete plan. They're not buying anyone over the age of 24, 25. four, twenty five. They're all very young players, and and they're and they're filling in a position. And they're they're basically doing, like, in baseball, like a farm system where they're just creating, like, tons and tons and tons of talent that either will break into the first team, and if it doesn't work, they can just flip up. Yep. There's a plan. Like, you can see it.
1: And you, you, United also doesn't have a great academy. So it's like they have not produced. Like, Gernacho nice, but he's not, he's not going to be a world beater. And he's Rashford has player, fallen bro. off he's a cliff, defensive. so it's just Rashford is so
0: mid, bro. And he and he, he just kills every striker that he plays with. Like he wastes so many chances for the strikers. Like he's a good player on his day, but bro. it just <laughs> doesn't make the, any sense, in, man. In the
1: in the first half, um, McTominay had like a like a like a three on one with uh, Gavardio turned the ball over, and McTominay was driving, and Rashford was to the left of him, and he didn't pass the ball. He tried to shoot it. And Rashford did the face that every single player on the pitch does whenever he cuts right and sends one to the moon. And I was like, "That's Irony that's crazy. that's what you that's what they deal with when you make it when you do something like oh, that." Oh, there's so you many the chances. Ball.
0: He's a good player, like on his day, like I said. But the thing is, it just doesn't make sense. So I think that's the biggest scare for United. I don't even think it's the fact that they're losing. I don't even think it's the fact that their signings aren't hitting. It's the fact that it ne- It just feels like there's no plan. They're kind of just throwing shit at the wall and seeing what sticks, which is so yeah. dangerous. And we'll see. It's gonna be a long season for them, dude. Especially, I have no. Con- I have. What's your like one to ten? The panic. If ten is the most united, yeah, like, just as a club, as a club.
1: Man, like a ten.
0: That's crazy. See, I'm like an eight or nine, even.
1: Yeah, and imagine if like, and it could get worse. What, what, like I'm already at a ten. Imagine it's gonna get worse, because they haven't shown they can beat anybody. They're struggling to beat uh, Copenhagen. They barely like, should have tied against prim.
0: Copenhagen. They should have they it took two late, late goals to beat Sheffield, ninety uh with the low the, not not Sheffield, sorry. McTominay, to, uh, to be to McTominy the double against against uh was that that was that was, was Brentford, I think. Brentford, yes, thank you. Yeah. And then and then Sheffield, they needed the Dalo really good goal late. Uh they just got spanked today by Newcastle, but that was the uh that was like the rotated team. Cup? Yeah, the 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 EFL Cup. So no more Cowboy, Cowboy Cup for them. But it's just like just so disappointing. Yeah, man. Uh, uh. <laughs> Next weekend, Fulham and then Copenhagen. And that's a way. And, and then they have to go to Turkey and play Galatasaray, which is not easy.
1: That's going to be... I can't wait to watch that game. That's their like, season that's right gonna...
0: there, in my opinion.
1: Yep, Fulham, Copenhagen, Galatasaray. That's it. Those, those. The Galatasaray... You gotta at least advance. You gotta yeah. advance at least.
0: Do you even think that they're gonna be able to win in Denmark? Like that is not an easy place to go and
1: play. I think. Do they have three away games? No, the the, the old trap The home game is Bayern. Okay, okay. I was about to say that would have been that would have got spooky. No, it's away
0: Copenhagen, have... away Galatasaray, home Bayern. Which home, home Bayern, Bayern is not Bayern? fun.
1: Well, <laughs> so that, yeah, Yeah. But Bayern's going through them, but I don't, Bayern could be already qualified and might rest everybody. Uh, they were but qualified. Bayern doesn't do Barca, anyone favors. They they, they they like fucking with people.
0: Yeah, they literally smacked Barça 3-0. Remember when Barça like needed a miracle and they played the whole first team? Like they do not
1: care. No, they don't. No, they If
0: they don't win at Fulham this weekend, panic. It is time to panic. I I still there's for me. You just have to. They're eighth. They've won five games. They've lost five games. You can't, you can't reasonably reasonably fire Ten Hag after you give him a blank check like that in the summer. But, oof, it, it's gonna get ugly and fast. Uh, if things don't change soon, good luck. Especially if they, if they, if they finish bottom of the of their group, man yeah. alive, there's gonna be problems.
1: Even if they finish third, they don't have a chance in Europa League. It doesn't matter. They, There's no there's no happy ending to this. Yeah. Somebody totally. just got to, you know. Yeah, we'll
0: there's see. no happy ending. But next week, I mean, yeah, next week is Champs Week, so we'll see. See where things go. But I, uh, I, Go ahead, sorry.
1: Go ahead, go ahead.
0: No, go ahead, go ahead.
1: No, I was gonna I was just gonna bring up Chelsea real quick.
0: yeah, we can we can do Chelsea and then do three five two but uh yeah another another weekend and more struggle for them. Uh, it feels yeah. like any time it feels like they start to turn a corner, they just go right back down
1: And that's we said it like it's just uh, the tale of a young team, you know that's just yeah. the story where there's no consistency, but I like that they've had results, you know they have stuff that they can build on. Um it's just they they just can't put it together for more than a game, even barely sometimes a game. Um, but they were completely outplayed in the second half, ripped to shreds by Bruntford that just sat back and just attacked every time. They sat back, yeah, um, exactly. And Cucarella got cooked. They were just attacking him all freaking second half. Um so they have one win in their last 13 home games. One win in their last you know 13 how home games. crazy
0: But they're getting Kunku back, and, and I feel like the jury is going to be
1: out when he gets back because they need that number 10 so badly.
0: And the thing is, a front four of Mudrick, Palmer, and Kunku, and Jackson, like on paper, which it's always been for Chelsea, I have faith. So. Yeah, it's, it's
1: not bad, bro. Palmer is, is so nice. Palmer's cold.
0: Man, City's reserves are just do miracles. Look at what it did for Arsenal, too. Their bench is just special.
1: <laughs> Come on, bro. Come on. Don't do they that.
0: Jesus and Zinchenko. And they like, Jesus walked you in the are first shameless game against. For
1: that. Oh. Man,
0: Jesus walks into to Arsenal. I'm like, wow, this is like. I remember Twitter was going crazy. They're like, this is crazy.
1: No, nah, bro. Uh, bro. I remember watching Jesus against Chelsea in that preseason. And I swear to you, I fell to my knees, bro. I have I no, I didn't think he was that good. That's their bench. He, that guy could barely make the starter. Bro. No, no, no. It, like Palmer. Palmer is nice. Like he's just he's just he's just some a profile they don't have. He could do everything. He's a great he player. creates so many. He created a this he, he crossed the ball to Cucarella right in front of the keeper, bro. And he couldn't even he couldn't even take a good shot. Um but yeah, the City reserves that that nice that nice stimulus is you know Arsenal took Arsenal to another level but like Gabriel Jesus man when he's when he's on it bro I like aesthetically like he's like like sometimes i have to control myself to like how good of like that what i can say but like, he's like the greatest football nah, player i have ever crazy, seen crazy
0: bro. bro the when the first game against palace when he like the first action i think he like almost dribbled like oh. six guys you know what i'm talking about oh, the first my. 5 minutes i was like bro this is who is
1: this now nah, he's so cold bro he's crazy oh, on
0: his day I he's a crazy incredible not nah,
1: 100% I, I like i like i like like I get the faults, you know. I get the uh, finishing. I get all of that. But like, w- when it's good, it's so great. Oh my god, oh, I love him so much. Well, I, I last year I thought he was our best player. This year he's probably our most important player. Like he's just,
0: just he does have uh, he's those a winner, huge man. moments, like that United goal. He sits Johnny Evans down and he finishes exclamation point on his day. He's a great player, hundred
1: percent. It's just like, it's just like, just watching him is, I like, like, what what did he say? I bring the streets to the, to the pitch. I'm like, yeah, man, he looks incredible. I like, shout out to Pep, man. Shout out to Pep. Something, bro. I remember Gabriel Jesus was telling a story um, where he was like, he knew he would leave City when uh, I think Aguero was injured or something like that. And, and he was the only striker. And he, uh, Pep played, uh, Zinchenko as a striker. And I was like, Pep was doing you like that, bro. Oh you my God. You
0: to use him. Yep. Yeah.
1: Pep is, I, Pep is I, so I love close.
0: But us. we will end with the last segment, uh, the three, five, two. Uh, we'll put 10 minutes on the clock. Uh, we'll put, uh, five minutes on the clock. Sorry. Three takes each. And yeah. uh, two people, obviously, in the studio. You want to start with
1: your first? Yes, sir. Um, Arsenal, Newcastle. Um, I think we're away to Newcastle. They are away. Uh, actually, we're playing at the Emirates. Uh, no, no, no. It's at St. Have, James. It's at is St. it James. away?
0: It's at St. James,
1: yep. Okay. Oh, yeah. Arsenal at Newcastle. Um, we beat them there last year. Um, so I think Arsenal will continue this i don't know if gabriel jesus will be playing um they're being uh, at least arteta is being very vague about his injury Mm because he had a knee surgery this year and he came back in two weeks uh so you never know um so i think arsenal wins that 2-1 away our away form is incredible um defensively i think we're probably the best team in the league um so uh, today was not a good day. We got our ass whooped by uh, West Ham. I think it was 3-0. Um, so we need to we need to bounce back, especially no. leading to a Champions League week.
0: I agree 100%. I did not have Arsenal in mind. We have a
1: Champions League week.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that that group of death, Milan, PSG, Dortmund, Newcastle, I'm going to do a two-in-one I think okay. the away teams win, so I think Newcastle gets the revenge against Dortmund, and I think we get another Mbappe masterclass at San Siro.
1: Mbappe cooked the shit out of him the first game, bro. Oh, oh.
0: he had he had Tomori in hell.
1: Uh for me, uh, Dortmund versus Bayern this weekend. Ooh, um they both they've both won four of their last five games. Um and now it's like especially after last year's nightmare, Dortmund, what, what Dortmund went through. Um and they're not the top dogs of the of the league anymore. You know, there's a new face. They're not uh Bayern is currently second and God, Dortmund and Leverkusen. is is fourth. Yeah. Um, but I think I think Bayern will take care of business. They need to because they're Xavi Alonso doesn't look like they're about to slow down anytime soon. They no, look like a machine.
0: That team is crazy, bro. That, that Chabi ball is no joke.
1: Chabi ball is
0: My uh my second mm-hmm. is the game on Sunday that I'm really looking forward to, which is Tottenham and Chelsea.
1: So we get Ange ball
0: and Maurizio Pochettino returns to uh to, to Spurs. And I think
1: Thank you. Thank you for not saying Pochettino ball, bro. Cause I was about to be like no, that no, doesn't no, no. exist.
0: And ball, but... I think and ball, the show doesn't stop. Give me uh give me three one. 3-1, 3-1. 3-1 uh, Tottenham
1: three <laughs> one
0: at home bro three one Tottenham
1: I I don't know. I don't you know. don't believe in
0: Angeball now.
1: They're top of the league. No, no, I no, I believe in Angeball, but I, I I don't think this thing can continue like this. I don't like it has to come it has to come to a stop. Some they, some they, way they some Liverpool, way somehow. they
0: they tied at the Emirates. They to be fair, they have not they they smacked United. To be fair, they haven't played the best teams, but
1: I like Angeball, bro. Give me Angeball 3-1. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, my third and final is the the fall of a great club um Lyon is currently oh. 18th in league 1 um they have not won one game in the league um it's just sad to see um yes, their coach this uh, week yeah i think i think they're going to be relegated this year that is a crazy um, take they're going to be relegated this year um especially you know especially with their you know early 2000 success um the legendary players that have come out of that club um they won seven league titles in a row you know and then uh they had a one outside the top 4 finish in in 20 years and now and now they I, I I don't think Lacazette can bring them back bro I don't think Lacazette's going to carry them to a uh, out of that, they're that cooked. Is it's bad, man. Oh, they don't man, relegated is crazy. zero wins, bro, in like 10 games. Come See, on,
0: but relegated, I think they fire their coach and then they get that new manager <laughs> bound and they just squeak it. They pull especially up, especially with the
1: was it was it their coach that got beat up last weekend?
0: Yep, that was their coach. But you, lay, so, you do not want to mess with French fans, bro, they have no
1: chill. Yeah, no, it's it's just, it's bad all around. Um, And I think it's not going to stop. I think it's just, they need to regroup. They need to go. But they're a legendary club, man. They've, you know, so it's it's very sad to see that they have. I was looking for like just good fixtures in, in League One. And I was just like, I didn't think it was this bad. I knew they were struggling, but I had zero wins. Oh, it's I, crazy. Know, I knew they
0: were last, but the last one I have is... Uh...
1: This game I'm gonna be watching very, very
0: closely and that's Copenhagen United. And oh. I think <laughs> uh, maybe You're this, on that.
1: You're on that. I will be there no matter what. I will you know? be there no
0: matter. <laughs> nah, no, I, I don't even I honestly don't hate United. Like I, I it's like a running joke between us that like I'm always talking negative about them, but like yeah. for me it's just like there's stuff about like them that just rubs me the wrong way, like the planning and stuff. But this weekend at or this week in Denmark uh i think they get a i think it's a draw i like 1-1 here uh i just don't think they get the win that they're looking for I'm, i think i'm being generous
1: too i can really see them losing this game rasmus rasmus is from denmark right he is he is okay that'll be nice this reminds coming, me you know?
0: of a couple of years ago when they got third in their group remember when they went to istanbul to play like istanbul basaktir and dembaba like turned the clock back and scored <laughs>
1: I just, wait wait <laughs> what happened wait is that Rabid?
0: they went to, to Istanbul mm-hmm. to play a te- to play one of the Turkish teams the year they went to Europa League and Dembaba scored like it was like two years ago and we're like oh Dembaba like is still playing and they, like he's well
1: no was that the big like controversy game where um Demba got sent off um I remember, like that was like 2 years ago where he had to be like held back from the ref the
0: racism no that was the same group though it was psg that was, okay, that was, I remember united that, yeah. istanbul and uh and and leipzig yeah <laughs> and they beat psg at the Parc de France. that was like the twonzebey game where twonzebey was yeah. going crazy and then they got smacked and they beat leipzig 7-0 and then they they lost to psg at home and then followed that loss up with a loss to Istanbul and Istanbul. And then they got smacked by Leipzig on the last day. Well, it was 3-2, but they were down 3-0 like in the 30th minute. Yikes. And I, Shout out to Demba Ba, man. What a name. Now if, if they don't win this week against Copenhagen,
1: oh, I don't see them coming out of this group.
0: It is over. You, you would need
1: to win two games in a row, and then have every other fixture go your way. It's too hard to overcome. That would yeah. be
0: impossible. No, impossible. So we'll see. We'll see where this goes.
1: Man United, we are here, no matter what. Yes, you know? every week. But another so,
0: episode in the books, bro. Good stuff yes, again. Yes, sir. Pleasure, as always. Mm-hmm. And, uh, next week we get a UCL week, so there's always a lot to talk about.
1: Yes, love, love participating in the Champions League, man. It's yeah, changed the my life. Competition,
0: bro. This is where the hype is at.
1: <laughs> yes, sir.
0: All right. Well, take care of yourself, guys. And as always, another another great week. And uh, we appreciate you guys listening.
1: All right. Peace, everybody. Yes. Inshallah. Inshallah.